Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas with my husband, Jared. We are excited that you guys have joined us on this morning. We are here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Thank you guys so much for joining us here. Every single day there's more and more people who dial in, and we just get such great feedback from everybody. And so we appreciate you sharing how the call has impacted you and definitely for sharing it with other people that you know. Make sure your family, your friends, uh, associates, coworkers, all of that get plugged in as well. It's good to hear something positive to start out your day in a positive way, and so we ask that throughout the call, you post your notes on social media, tag us in it, using the hashtag when dreams collide so we can see it, and let's continue to share. You never know. You may be that person out there, you know, that that is the source of inspiration for someone else, so take what you heard on the call that resonated with you and share it with some other people. There's so much negativity out there already on online and just in the world, period. And so it's important to surround yourself with positive people and uh, positive words and positive things. And so we appreciate you guys for doing that. Also, head on over to our website, whendreamscollide.com. Get connected. Subscribe to the list. Become a VIP, a vision impact partner. We're excited about what what God is doing in this season. And there's so many new and exciting things that uh, he's working through us on. And so we'll be excited to share those as they continue to unfold. Ladies, uh, make sure you mark your calendar. June the 11th will be in New Orleans, Louisiana for the Straight Talk Women Talk in-part session. Myself and Minister Keisha Wilson, as well as a host of other in-part partners and women all around uh, the, the, uh, the United States that are going to be coming to reconvene, reconnect, and uh, get, their, get, get fueled. Straight Talk Women Talk is a kingdom principle-based platform that's grounded in authenticity and truth with no judgment. We we go there on those topics. And so uh, it's important to surround yourself with women um, who not only gone through but have come out and are in a position to pour into other women and uh, without anybody being condemned or feeling judged for sharing their true, authentic testimony and their story. And so there's so many exciting things that we're doing with Straight Talk Woman Talk. If you haven't been connected, I encourage you to do so. You can go to the website, straighttalkwomantalk.com. For all the details and information on our weekly calls as well as our events, we'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, July 24th, and then we'll be in Houston, August 13th, and Chicago, Illinois, September 20th, all leading up to our large event, the Straight Talk Woman Talk Intensive, which will be January 2017. So uh, we've got an action-packed lineup coming up, and it's going to be exciting. All right, folks, let's go ahead and get this party started. My husband's here, ready to rock and roll as you're driving. Go ahead and put in your earpiece, your stationery, pull out your pen and your paper so you can take your notes. Again, pull up your social media pages so you can post your notes, tag us in it, use the hashtag when dreams collide so we can see it. Honey, why don't you come on to the line and say good morning to our VIP. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs, vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Yes, I am excited about your future. 
I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. Make them believe again. Make them believe again. You know, all of us, as we're building and going after our dreams and our goals, we have what I call a support system, people that are, are, are there for you, people that are maybe your family, maybe your, your spouse, that brother, that sister, that cousin, whomever it is. And throughout the process of you developing and growing and building, sometimes you may get lackluster in your performance. Sometimes you may find yourself side-stepping side, uh, side, uh, side to another disposition, one that's not favorable, one does not, that does not continue to allow you to develop and, and grow in your area of influence and grow your business and grow your dream. And those people that are supporting you oftentimes can now begin to question if you're really the one, if this is really going to work. Is this going to be the vehicle? Is this going to be the vision that's going to allow you to go to the next level? And it's not that they don't care about you. It's not that they are, are against you. It's just simply you and I may give them reasons to doubt. You know, it's no different than when Jesus in the Bible was talking to the disciples and he told them what he was going to experience and what he was going to do and, and where he was going to be and what was going to come from it all. He says, I'll be back. I'll build the temple in three days. He was talking about his transition of how he was going to move past the sojourn on earth and have to come back. And many of the disciples around him believed him, but there was one in particular that was in that circle. I mean, just because a person is in your circle doesn't necessarily mean they're in your corner. But this one disciple, Thomas, was in that circle, was a part of the nucleus, was a part of the inner chambers of developing this organization and, and taking it to the next level. And, and Thomas and all of the disciples were listening intently. They had, sure, they had been there when, when Jesus had fed the 5,000, uh, the, the multitude of 5,000 with five barley loaves of bread and two fish. Sure, they had seen Jesus heal the woman with the issue of blood. Sure, they were around when Jesus was performing all types of miracles, doing all types of incredible deeds and, and touching lives in an incredible way. But, oh, when the tide had turned, when, when Jesus now had to find himself on the other side of the prophecies, when he had to endure and encounter a different part of it all, this is when he steps into the different aspect of his business or the different aspect of his vision, the dif a different aspect of his life. And here he is. He's now going through this process. He's now encountering a different process of it all. And he dies. He, he, the Bible says he dies, and he goes away, and he comes back in three days, and he shows himself. And Thomas begins to doubt. He, he, he begins to doubt, is this the same man? Is this the same person that I once believed? Is this the same person that I was running with? Is this the same leader that I submitted to? Is this the same individual that was able to do things before, because sometimes when it is that you get put in a dark place, the people around you cease to believe. Sometimes when you go through certain experiences, the people around you cease to believe. They don't know if you're the truth anymore. They don't know if you're the one anymore. They don't know if you are the one that's going to take them to the next level. They start to lose belief in you. They start to lose confidence in you. They start to lose trust in you because there can be no trust without transparency. 
And so Jesus takes his hand and he puts Thomas's hand in his hand. Yes, he puts Thomas's hand in his hand. Why did he do that, Jared? He did it so that he can show the scars of where they once nailed him. He could show the evidence of where he had been and, and what he had experienced because he was looking differently. He didn't seem to be himself anymore. So he had to put his hand, uh, he had to put Thomas' hands in his hand. And that's what many of you are going to have to do. You're going to have to take the persons that are around you that once believed in you. You're going to have to take their hand and put it in your hand. And make them believe again. You're going to have to take their doubt and their unbelief and put it in your hand so that they can believe again. You're going to have to take where they fell off from you. Maybe it was not your fault, but it is your problem. And you're going to have to take them and build them back up. You're going to have to go win again. You're going to have to go produce again. You're going to have to go do it again, not just for you to believe, but for them to believe. For them to believe that you're the one. For them to believe that you are, for them to believe that you are the leader, because people will always get off the leader's train when that leader appears to be different. That's something different about you. That 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 is not connecting with people. There may be something different about you that does not allow people to follow you. There may be something different about you that's causing people to wonder and to question: Is she? the one is he the one or should we should we find another you know through this process of building you will have some some setbacks but you cannot allow your setbacks to cause you to sit back during this process you'll have some some temptation the temptation and you'll have the proclivity to want to even quit to want to throw in the towel but you can't allow that to happen. You must make them believe again. See, how do you make them believe again? You do it again. Yes, you do it again. That's how you make them believe again. You do it again. You pursue it again. You go after it again. You fight for it again. You give them reason to believe in you again. See, they may not disbelieve in the vision. Most times people stop believing in the visionary. Yeah. It's not that they don't believe in the vision. Sometimes people stop believing in the visionary. Why? Because sometimes you can, you can get off your square. You can get off your circle. You can begin to get so exhausted and so tired with the rigorous process of developing, with the rigorous process of achieving, that it causes you to start questioning your own self, your own talent, your own gift, your own skills. And when you do that, people around you, they start to die and wither away. They start to go find another leader. They start to find another visionary. They, they start to find and seek somebody else because they say, man, you may not, you may not be the one. You, you may not be the man. You may not be the woman. You may not be the individual that can carry out this assignment anymore. And so you've got to make up in your mind that I'm not going to let you, let you down. See, sometimes you'll do more for others than you'll even do for yourself. Sometimes you will set things up more for others than you will set it up for yourself because we all want somebody to believe in us. We all desire somebody to believe in us. If that was not the case, 
you would be the only one on earth. But we're all here to be interconnected. We're all here to be assigned. Many of us, you're either assigned to a person or assigned to a group of people. But you must make them believe again. How do you do it, Jared? You dig. You plant. And you cover it up. You dig. You plant. And you cover it up. What do you do? You dig. You dig. You dig. And you keep digging. You keep sowing. You keep sowing. Even when it doesn't seem like it's growing, you keep sowing. And then you cover it up. That's how you make them believe again. Yes, indeed. The scripture tells us in Hebrews uh, 10 and 24, it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. you got to be considerate of other people. Consider, um, you know, what they're going through, how they feel. Be there. Be encouraging. Be be supportive. If they're doing something positive, um, even if it's something that you can't do or maybe not even something that you're really interested in yourself, it's still important for you to be supportive. Nobody wants to be around somebody who, okay, it's, maybe you don't believe that they can win. Okay, granted, let's, let's go ahead and call it what it is. But just because you don't believe if they can do it again doesn't mean that you need to be negative. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're shooting them down every time they do start back. Maybe the reason why they're not able to go do it again is because every time they get ready to do anything related to it, you're negative. You're shooting them down. You're not even giving them a chance to get started again. And so because you're so close to them, what you say or do affects them so much to where they either get to the point where they stop doing anything related to it at all because they don't want to experience that, that, that rejection from you, or they disconnect from you, and you begin to grow apart. Just because a person doesn't take your path doesn't mean that they're lost. We have our own trails, our own journeys, and 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 everything to run. We talked about the marathon uh, yesterday. Success is a marathon. You got to run in your own lane at your own pace. You can't keep up with the pack. If the pack is running too fast, let them let them go ahead. You just run your own pace. And for those on the on the flip side of that, don't get frustrated when somebody close to you isn't supporting you without you first asking yourself, what have you not done? to make them feel that way. Meaning, what, what what work should you be doing that you're not doing? What system should you be following that you're not following? What what work should you be going out there putting in that you're just not putting in? So so you're like, oh, nobody's supporting me. Nobody has my back. You know, I didn't invest all this money to start this new business or, you know, what, what whatever it is that you're doing and nobody's there for me and I call my family, they don't answer and, you know, my, my, my wife tripping or my, my husband tripping or, or what, whatever it is, you, you get frustrated because people close to you aren't supporting you anymore. But have you ever paused and asked yourself, okay, what, what have I not done to make them feel this way? What work should I be doing that I'm not doing to make them automatically think I'm not going? In? Clearly there's a pattern that you've established um, in the past that has gotten them to the point where, like, okay, what are they doing now? All right, here we go. Let's see how long this one going to last. Now, granted, if you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, 
even if you're not, okay, I remember I've had a gazillion jobs. <laughs> One day, as soon as I get tired or something or get frustrated with something when I was working for other people, I, I would quit and go find something else. I, I was like, I'm not happy with this. I got to go. Nope, not happy with this. Got to go. And it wasn't that I was impatient with the process at that particular place. It was, okay, I felt my season was up here. I wasn't one to be okay with doing work just for the sake of doing it, just for the sake of collecting a paycheck. I, I wanted something that was more fulfilling. And so once I started, if it was great, I was fulfilled, I was excited, and then I was unfulfilled anymore. So now it's time to move on and, and do something else. And um, same thing with entrepreneurs, especially if you're a serial entrepreneur. There's some people who are fortunate enough to get in one profession as an entrepreneur, and they stay there their entire life, and they maximize that field. That's great, but there's a lot of us who don't go that path. You try, you do this thing, and you do that thing. You're over here. You're over there. You're going through the – you're attempting to figure it out. You know you're supposed to be in business for yourself. You know you're supposed to uh, be, be uh, an entrepreneur, but you're working to discover, okay, these are all the things I'm gifted at doing. These are all the things I'm talented at doing. Which one of these am I supposed to do? I can do a lot, but I know there's something that I'm supposed to just do, do. And so, uh, you know, you're going to have people looking at you sideways as you go along that journey like, okay, what, they, what they're getting ready to do now. As long as you're working and actually producing uh, results, then yeah, you know, it's a positive thing. But if there's a particular area or industry that you are consistently failing in, not because of the, the company you're connected to is failing, but because you aren't doing the work that's required, then yeah, you, you can't get upset when the people closest to you are like, hey, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you doing that again? You know, this is your 12th time doing something like this. And all 11 times before, you failed at it, okay? Maybe you should do something else. And so for those of you that are in, like, a, a mentee position or being coached or led by someone, don't make the mistake in getting so comfortable personally with the person that you're, that you're learning from that you miss the blessing professionally. Don't get so comfortable personally that you miss the blessing professionally. you got to learn how to compartmentalize the components of your relationships with those individuals so that you can receive from them. You know, there's people you've been close to, your boss, you've had close relationships with your mentor, you've had close relationships with your, your your pastor or whoever else, your sponsor in the business. You've had close relationships with them personally, okay, that now you're doing business as well, and and you have to learn how to compartmentalize the components of the relationship. Because the closer you are to someone, typically, the less you listen. That's just what it is because there's humanity and then there's divinity. Your divinity is for everybody. Your humanity isn't. That humane part is the flawed part, tremendously flawed. And people see those things and they begin to judge. And so they don't receive as much or they don't, they don't listen as much. And I've seen people make the mistake in being so close to someone who is successful that they stop working themselves because they begin to believe that they have the same success that the person they're connected to does. That's a false sense of success, and that's very dangerous. Just because you're hanging around people who have, you know, whatever it is that you want already, you know, they have the dream, whatever you want. And just because you're hanging around those people who have it, doesn't mean you have it. <laughs> it's there. 
not yours. So what you got to do is go to work yourself and do what you need to do yourself so that you can go get your own as well. And so what happens is I've seen it so many times where that, 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 that boss, that, that leader, whoever it is, uh, the mentor moves on or moves forward in life and in their professional career because of their accomplishments and the mentee, the person being coached and all of that begins to feel left behind. And so they subconsciously begin to pull back. Well, they're moving on without me. So I know we were friends too, but I'm not going to talk to them as much because, you know, not because of anything that they did wrong. It's because you and your feelings because you had an opportunity um, to put in just as much work, but you didn't maximize it. You know, I personally learned from everybody in my circle. Despite the age difference, I listened to everybody. I've learned not to make the mistake and, and missing out on the blessings in the different areas of my life from someone just because, you know, I'm in a higher position in another area. You know, everybody has their own strengths and everybody has their own weaknesses. So you have to, that's what the scripture says, iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another. Wherever you're lacking, find somebody who's strong to sharpen you in that area. Scripture tells us comfort each other and edify one another. Just so also you are doing. So who's around you to edify you and lift you up in those areas that you're weak? So you can, in order to make somebody else believe in you again, you got to believe in you. The belief starts with you. Typically a person will mirror you wherever you are. So if you see other people not supporting you and not being excited about the work that you're doing, it's because they see you not excited (laughs) about what you're doing. You really don't believe in yourself, and they're picking up on that. So they're just meeting you where you are. They're like, okay, they don't really believe in this, so I'm not going to believe in them doing it either. So, so again, it's a, it's easy when it, it's easy to look at it from the outside and say nobody's supporting me. But it's always difficult to just turn the mirror on yourself and say, okay, they're not supporting me yet, but what have I done to contribute to their lack of support? That's the most important question. And so once you make yourself believe again, then your actions change and obviously your results change. And it's your results that's going to make other people believe in you again. Honey? Absolutely. Make them believe in you again. Make them believe in themselves again. And, Jared, what do you mean by make them? You don't force it on them. No, you inspire it in them. You inspire the action. You inspire the focus. You inspire the belief by what it is that you decide to go build again. God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.